This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Alana Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Alana Enquirer publisher here with you. Reacting to Illinois football's 31-24 loss to Purdue that drops them to 0-2 on the season. Uh, Obviously, a loss is not good for Illinois. Start a season that they had high expectations for. You start 0-2, you lose the first really, really winnable game on your schedule. And I thought Purdue had some good moments, and and, and boy, their wide receivers are pretty good, especially David Bell. Um, They did not have Rondale Moore, but their passing attack is legit, and Illinois again struggled with that. Uh, and, and Illinois got down 31-10 to 10 in this game, but, but there are some positives to, to build upon, given that the main story of this game, of course, is that the pandemic and COVID-19, this virus we are fighting, um, this was proof today that we are still fighting that, and that Illinois is, is not immune to this, and that this pandemic could still wreak havoc on this season. Certainly wrecked havoc on Illinois this week, just to get you caught up to speed. Illinois got news of a few positive tests on Thursday. Uh, Brandon Peters and uh, the quarterback, of course, the starting quarterback for Illinois, fifth-year senior, second-year starter, is out. And we also had Griffin Moore, uh, second-year tight end, uh, obviously a backup, the fourth tight end on this team. But those two are out, and they are out for 21 days, which takes them out for not only the Purdue game, but also next week's Minnesota game, as well as the Rutgers game in a few weeks. Those guys are out for those games. But those aren't the only guys out. Illinois had more than 12 players out, uh, mostly due to contact tracing. There are a few guys out with injuries as well. But including all of Brandon Peters' roommates, and that includes starting center, Doug Kramer, kicker, James McCourt, a walk-on cornerback, Christian Boback, who's been a special teams contributor, and then uh, Griffin Moore's roommates happen to be the backup quarterback, Isaiah Williams, who I think we would have saw a lot today, uh, but he was out due to contact tracing, as well as defensive end Keith Randolph. Uh, and linebacker Shimon Cooper, all those guys are roommates, those second-year players. Uh, and then you had a couple other people, uh, Jordan Slaughter uh, being one of them who probably would have played guard today, uh, started a guard if it weren't for his uh, contact racing as well. And, and the word I got from Illinois team spokesman Kent Brown is that those guys are out 10 to 14 days, uh, which will take them out for next week's game against Minnesota as well, and that, that's due to CDC guidelines uh, from what I was told. So um, this COVID-19 pandemic, we knew this could be the case, that, that players could be out, and it obviously hit Illinois in some key areas, but no more importantly than the quarterback position with Brandon Peters. But i got to be honest with you, I mean, Illinois had a chance to tie the game uh, with two minutes left to go and you had a chance that lovey smith said he was going to go for two if illinois would have converted for a touchdown late in the game and you got to give credit to karan taylor the four string quarterback who got called into action not only because peters and williams were out of the game 
but because Matt Robinson, uh, the the starter today, his third career start, was knocked out due to injury. So right away you go to your four-string quarterback, and Karan kind of played uh, how I would expect him to, which I, I kind of expected him, he's going to give you a spark because He's got a confidence about him. He's got raw talent. He can run. He ignited the run game early in this this game. He, he ended the game only with 32 rushing yards because he took 25 uh, yards of a loss due to sacks. I hate that step, by the way. I hate that college football uh, takes away quarterback rushing yards uh, due to sacks. Um, we can just include that in a team total yards, right? Like, I don't think we got to take it away from rushing yards. Uh, but Karan Taylor ignited the running game. You saw Chase Brown. And Mike Epstein have productive days, I think partly because Purdue had to adjust and and focus on Karan Taylor's running ability, especially in the second half. I thought the offensive line blocked well. Uh, Illinois was able to move the ball today. They moved the ball really, really well. But the reason Karan Taylor has been the four-string quarterback his entire career here at the University of Illinois is because of his decision-making and because of his passing accuracy. And you saw him struggle with both those things, especially early in the game. Now, none of that's to be unexpected because there's a limited amount of, of snaps that Karan Taylor can get in practice, right? As a four-string quarterback, they're not giving Karan Taylor many reps. And, and he told me after the game he had a maximum of four or five reps leading into Thursday. Um, and, and then Matt and he shared some reps going after that. So um, not to be unexpected that you'd struggle with some of those t- things, especially when your first real action, he played a little bit against Rutgers last year, but I think Karan Taylor showed some things. Uh, he showed some things he really needs to work on. Some of his interceptions were, were just bad. He had two interceptions and two fumbles in this game. He needs to be able to take care of the ball. Uh, didn't start off very accurately uh, in this game. But you saw him get a rhythm in the passing game, especially late. Uh, he had a few really good drives there, connected with Brian Hightower several times. Uh, Daniel Barker had a good game, five yards or five catches, 74 yards. Hightower, four catches, 97 yards. And Daniel Matsuor-Bebe had one drive where he had uh, two catches and 43 yards, including a really impressive touchdown. Uh, so if he can get healthy, I think that would be really key for this Illini offense. But I think you saw life in this offense with Karan Taylor that you didn't see in Matt Robinson, right? You saw Karan Taylor, who's able to just improvise, and just based on raw talent, is able to make plays. He also makes those mistakes, and we got to see how much he and Rod Smith correct those this week in film study and in practice and how much Karan can really help himself there. But there was just a little bit of a, a spark, an ignition uh, that he had, and I think his teammates had a little bit of belief. Uh, because even after Karan made those mistakes, he bounced back from them and helped Illinois uh, find a way to compete in this game. So uh, Illinois is able to get 177 yards on the ground, able to pass for 295 yards today. Um, that's an improvement. Now, Purdue is not Wisconsin's defense. Um, Purdue had some struggles today that uh, they allowed Illinois to kind of stay in this game, especially with a lot of their penalties. But I, I saw some flashes of this offense. i got to be honest with you. I know it's not popular right now, given that Illinois is 0-2 and, and after what they did last week, but I thought Rod Smith had a pretty good game plan. You know, if his quarterback doesn't turn it over uh, a few times, uh, I think, you know, Illinois has a chance to seriously steal this game because of its offense. So uh, kudos to Karan Taylor for, for showing uh, a spark. He's obviously got things to correct, but you also saw some weapons get engaged here. The Illini tight ends right? Barker, five catches, 74 yards. Daniel Matorbebe, two catches, 43 yards. Luke Ford got his first catch, guys. 
I know you wanted it so bad. And Luke played a lot today, um, but he, he also got missed by his quarterback. I thought Karan had him several times, including on the last fourth and ten, where Karan checked down. It was like the first time today that Karan checked down, and uh, he, he checked it down to Mike Epstein uh, for an eight-yard or five-yard catch that was just didn't give you a chance to win the game. And, and Luke Ford was coming up uh, on, on a crossing pattern in the end zone. So I thought Karan missed him there. And those are the things uh, you want to correct going into the week. But I think you saw some of these weapons that Illinois' offense can have, right? And, and Kyron Cumby got involved a little bit. One catch, 17 yards. Also had a carry for nine yards. Listen, I've been high on Chase Brown for a long time, and I thought he was great. Um, 11 carries, 74 yards. Mike Epstein, looks like Mike Epstein. 13 carries, 63 yards. His first touchdown in, in two years. I liked it. I liked what I saw offensively from Illinois. It's just the quarterback's got to take better care of the ball. And uh, given that he's a four-string quarterback, I think that shows how much Illinois' quarterback room has, has improved, that Karan Taylor is your fourth guy. But I think we saw... That's what Rod Smith's offense can be. I thought it was A.J. Bush-like. A.J. Bush turned the ball over too much, but he ignited the off, the uh, run game, and he could just improvise and prolong plays. And I think it's something that Illinois has got to roll with now. Uh, I, I like Matt Robinson as a backup. I, I like Matt Robinson in my quarterback room. And, you know, if a guy gets hurt, I think Matt Robinson gives you a chance to, to stay in a game. Karan Taylor might give you a chance to win a game. Now, he can lose a game for you, too. But I think with Illinois, where it's at and where it's at defensively right now, I think you roll with Karan Taylor going into Minnesota, who gives up a lot of points, right? Uh, I, I think Karan Taylor gives you a little bit better chance to, to, you know, get into a shootout and have a chance. And I, I just think at least you know with Karan Taylor you're going to have a run game. And I think that's incredibly important for this Illini team. I think the biggest negative outside of the turnovers by Taylor today is is Illini passing defense um, has been absolutely atrocious. And it's not just on, you know, uh, the secondary. A lot of it is. But uh, the Illini did have four sacks today. And, and Owen Carney, great game, three sacks. Also had three really bad penalties. Uh, but I thought the Illini running defense, again, showed itself to be pretty well, do pretty well today. Purdue averaged just uh, 2.6 yards per attempt today. I'll take that. I think Roderick Perry's been great. I think Owen Carney uh, up front has been good. Johnny Newton battled today. True freshman filling in for Jamal Woods at that spot. I thought you know Isaiah Gay being in the game really, really helped Illinois on the edge as well. And, and he had a pass breakup late in the game. Um, but the back seven has to be better. Uh, the passing defense has to be better. Because now, through two games, you've only forced seven incompletions. Right? Um Aiden O'Connell, 29 of 36 for 376 yards and two touchdowns. And listen, Purdue's great uh, passing attack. And Aiden O'Connell, former walk-on, uh, he was impressive today. And he's got really good receivers. I mean, Milton Wright, nine, six catches, 100 yards. David Bell, nine catches, 122 yards. And Xander Horvath is a, is a really nice running back for them. And Mike Allstott vibes from him, right? But, um, you know, I've long been a fan of Nate Hobbs. He got beat by a better player today. David Bell, and, and Hobbs wasn't great last week either. A safety play is a huge concern. There, there was no reason for that Milton Wright 45-yard touchdown. He just got behind the safeties, and that can't happen. And it wasn't Derek Smith today. I think Sidney Brown against the pass has been bad, and, and I think last week we saw that. I think last year some of his big plays um, overshadowed that. He played more in the box a little bit last year. 
But Lovey Smith has to find something here. Uh, Tony Adams, I thought, had an okay game today. Devin Witherspoon, I thought, had an okay game today. These guys are really good against the run. But the way they're covering right now, whether it's man, whether it's zone, uh, it's not going well. And I, I need to look at the film, and I'll have a film piece later this week, breaking down Cron Taylor and the run game. I thought the offensive line was really good today. Um, but also what's happening in the back seven. I don't think they're getting consistent pressure. I thought the second half it was better than the first half. But they're just losing battles, whether it's one-on-one coverage or whether it's zone and just busting. This can't happen. This should not happen with an experienced, talented defensive backfield. You can't blame it on a newcomer in Derek Smith today because he barely played. He came in for actually Sidney Brown at one point because Sidney was struggling so much. So this is Nate Hobbs, all Big Ten cornerback. Think he's an NFL prospect. I, guys, I, I've seen your tweets today. Hey, your guy, Nate Hobbs. Yeah, he is because I think he's physically talented. He's started 30 games, and he's shown well previously. I think today David Bell obviously beat him. Last week Wisconsin obviously beat him. He needs to be better. Uh, you know, The safeties really need to be better, but they're just not on the same page. And I, I don't know if it just gets better with more reps, more games involved here. Um, you know, Lovey Smith, I asked him after the game what needs to be better. And, he, he, you know, he likes to watch the film and all those things. But he just said bus can't happen. They, they can't happen. He's got to find a way to correct it. Uh, but right now, those guys are, are not clicking. And I, I don't know if it's scheme, but you would expect a Lovey Smith defense. It should be expected that a Lovey Smith defense with this many veterans should be a lot better than this uh, defending the pass. And I'm, I'm trying to do the quick math in my head. But opposing quarterbacks are now 49 of 60, no, no, 49 of 56 against Illinois for more than 600 yards and seven touchdowns and zero interceptions. I'm going to guess, I haven't looked at it today, I'm going to guess that is the worst pass defensive efficiency in the Big Ten and maybe the worst in all of college football. You get no takeaways there. Now, Illinois did force two fumbles today and got those away. Um, But you force no interceptions through two games, and you're giving up that many yards a clip. Um, It's terrible. More than 10 yards, Purdue average per pass. And I kind of, at one point, I was wondering why they were even trying to run the ball because they were kind of giving Illinois a, a chance to win the game there. So, yeah, Illinois got more to correct. I'm more worried today about their defense. Last week I was more worried about their offense. Now you got to find a way with a, with a – hopefully you stay COVID-free this week. I mean, we got to see how that goes this week. But Minnesota's going to give you opportunities offensively. But Tanner Morgan, Rashad Bateman, uh, Chris Altman-Bell, that's a legit passing attack. Um, they ran the ball all over Illinois last year, and – uh, Maryland got diced up by Mo Ibrahim. It was really good running back for Minnesota. So the defense has to show up. And then offense, can you correct the mistakes? But can Karan continue that? What does Karan do with a week off? I thought special teams today, I want to give them a shout-out. It was pretty good. And let's give a shout-out. I don't know if I have yet today in this podcast. Alex Pilstrom, uh, what a performance for him. A walk-on, former tight end, Alex Pilstrom, added 40 pounds in the offseason. And I, I was having a conversation with somebody in the program a, a week or two before the season, and they said, this is a guy who should make money. And, and by that, they meant a scholarship, right? Like, they had been so impressed by him that he had 
he earned his way to what the seventh offensive line spot because it would have been Kramer if not Kramer would have been Slaughter but Slaughter was out so then Pilstrom goes in uh wouldn't surprise me if if Alex Pilstrom is that scholarship video this week now maybe they wait for a win or something like that but you know like we've seen with Donnie Navarro Bobby Walker some of these guys in the past uh Chase McLaughlin uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Alex Pilstrom uh, gets there. I thought he played pretty well there. I'm, I'm going to look at the film and, and give you a little breakdown in the VIP section of that this week. But uh, I thought the offensive line played really well today, guys. I thought they really protected Karan Taylor for the most part, gave him a lot of time. Uh, I thought they run, run block well. I was talking with Martin O'Donnell at halftime, who's All-American offensive lineman. He was saying, you know, Purdue's getting reached, which means Illinois was getting to its spot quicker than the Purdue defensive lineman. And, and Purdue was without George Karloftis for most of that game, and that's probably a future first or second-round pick. He reminds me a lot of A.J. Epinesa. But uh, I thought Illinois played really well on the offensive line. That's the kind of game you want to see from them where they protect the quarterback and taking out the sacks. Illinois ran for 200-plus yards. Um, that's what you want to see. And, and that's the kind of offensive line play I think you should expect. Now where does Illinois go from here? Listen, they got a couple winnable games. I still think that. They're not going to be favored to probably win any game, to be honest with you, the rest of the year, including is Rutgers a toss-up, maybe if Illinois beats Minnesota. But uh, Minnesota's not a very good team right now. Uh, offensively, I think they're pretty good. Defensively, they're not. Uh, so you got a chance to beat that team at home. If you correct your mistakes, take care of the ball, win the turnover margin. Illinois hasn't done that yet this year. they got to do that next week against Minnesota. Uh, defensively, you got to get those things corrected in the passing game. Rutgers on the road, listen, that's a winnable game. Then Nebraska, you hope you get Brandon Peters back, you get everybody back by that point. Rutgers, you could have a few of these guys back there in your contact tracing. If, if that go, You can find a way to win some games. And, and is it going to get to four or five wins? I don't know. But I think this COVID setback, it doesn't need to be, as long as there's not more positives, doesn't need to completely derail Illinois season. I think they can salvage something out of this. And can Lovey Smith get his guys playing? This is I thought Rod Smith had a pretty strong game today. Again, I thought that's the kind of offense he wants to run. Uh, we kind of saw it with A.J. Bush. And I said this week, run Brandon Peters more. I think he saw that with Karan Taylor, of what that can open up uh, for this offense. And you just get a tempo. You get ahead of the sticks. And he, he, they actually had more first downs than Purdue today. Only had, what, triple the first downs today that they had against Wisconsin. And you see what happens. Uh you know, when you're able to stay ahead of the sticks. And time of possession today, we didn't talk about that because it was split down the middle. Illinois 29-22 and Purdue 30-38. Um, they had a chance. It was just the turnover margin uh, at the end of the game and defensive miscues. So, Lovey Smith needs to figure out that defense, though. He needs to figure out that passing defense. And uh, I don't know exactly how he does it. Uh, I don't have the answers because I don't think he has the answers right now, but he's got to find a way to do it. But I think the season is still salvageable, but it's a disappointing 0-2 start. But everything in 2020 is probably going to have a little bit of an asterisk to it. Does this game have that? Does next game have that? Will the season have it? I'm not quite sure. But uh, I think today was a reminder that we are playing football through a pandemic. Illinois was able to play today, unlike Wisconsin, right? So that's a positive. But um, you got to find a way to battle through it. And it's kind of a reminder with basketball, too. When basketball gets going, Brad Underwood said the team that stays COVID-free or mostly COVID-free might be the team who's got a chance to win this. And Purdue hasn't had a, a very pretty 2-0, and but they're 2-0. and They seem pretty clean as a team. 
You know, Iowa's 0-2. They've been pretty clean as a team, but Wisconsin might not be able to play enough games to, to win the Big Ten West here. So I think the Big Ten West provides a lot of opportunities uh, to compete in games, and Illinois showed that even with this COVID setback, even with having a four-string quarterback, they could find a way to compete. Um, now, I know a lot of you aren't looking for that. You're looking for wins, and, and that's what your five should be. Um, you want to turn those into wins. You're, you're proud of effort. You're proud of all those things, but that should be expected. Now, how do you turn those things into wins? We'll see if Karan Taylor, the Illini secondary, can learn from their mistakes and go on, go find a way to win a football game uh, on Saturday against Minnesota. As always, we've got all your coverage at IlliniInquire.com. I'm going to dive into the film this weekend. I also got a big piece coming up on Karan Taylor. I was able to talk with somebody close to him um, about what he can bring uh, to Illinois because he's probably the starter uh, heading into Minnesota. He should be. Uh, even if Matt Robinson is healthy, I think he should be uh, the starter going into Minnesota. He gave you a chance uh, to win at the game. Wasn't able to do it, but I, I do think you saw some flashes that are encouraging for a guy that a lot of people have counted out. Like I, I thought you know, Karan you know, made too many mistakes in practice that Rod Smith shouldn't trust him. But I think he earned the opportunity to come back uh, and and try to provide that spark to Illinois yet again. And and it's cool that a guy who could have changed positions, maybe was encouraged to change positions, was, you know, stuck it out and waited for his opportunity and didn't know that opportunity was going to come until second series. Um, Knew he was the backup heading into today since Thursday. Uh, But he showed enough that I think he deserved another opportunity and I think that's interesting I think that's going to be an interesting storyline to follow heading into next week as always thank you for listening to the podcast we appreciate it subscribe to us rate us review us we'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast